It's Tepo Waffle Time! Welcome to Tepo Waffle with Troyful and Stiefel. Today we're going to talk about substituting. Uh, substituting as a job or just as a random? Um, uh, mm, good question. As a random, I suppose, is the most common. The, the most common substituting situation I know is you've got a schedule and Bob's absent and somebody says, can you go and teach Bob's class, please? Okay, and then off you go and teach and, Bob's class. And then off you go and teach Bob's class. Now, as a, as a manager or a director of studies, that is the case of Bob's not in, I'm going to teach all of Bob's classes because nobody else wants to do them. Or, um, yeah, quite often. Although I have noticed uh, a kind of proclivity in a lot of director of studies towards, no, 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 I've been promoted, I don't teach anymore. Or I teach my special class. They, uh, yeah, I see a lot I, of them trying to avoid the classrooms. I, I find that problematic because I think that if you lose connection as a, as a manager of teachers... If you're not teaching and you lose connection with the classroom, you don't have a um, clear picture of what's going on in the classrooms and how teachers are managing. And and then they maybe find it difficult to relate to you too because when they come to you and say, I'm having a problem with that student at the back of the class, you go, uh, sort it out, you're the teacher. Uh, yeah. I also know from experience being that being a director of studies, the big thing that made it really easy to manage my teachers was the fact that they all knew I could teach. Once they saw me go to class, and the fact that not just going to class, but being willing to go to class as well. Oh, and enjoying it. Yeah, that, that <laughs> made it much easier to manage. Maybe one of the problems with being a manager and, and having teachers and, and substituting is the possibility or the fear that you're going to go into class and it's going to fail. Um, and then everybody's going to go, oh, look. Steve actually can't teach. I had this experience once. <laughs> um, at one of the schools, I was asked to teach a class of grade two students. And I'm not really very good with young learners. I mean, I can handle them, but and they were a difficult class. And I taught them. And um, during the lesson, some teachers walked past the room and saw me teaching. And it wasn't going very well. It wasn't going badly, but it wasn't going well. What was not going well? I mean, from outside of the classroom. The students were not know? on task. Um, would you know that from outside of the classroom? Well, anyway, well, maybe not. But but for the next six months, um, everybody, everybody. I mean, the five or six teachers who who, who were brave enough here. Yeah, yeah, they. Well, don't give it to Steve because he can't do it. You know. Um, okay. And I don't think it was uh, he. I think it was more of a way of prodding me than it was actually a real issue. But I think that fear that the teachers might judge you. The thing is that as a manager, you have a little bag of tricks that you go into a classroom with. You're not going to see the students very often, so yeah. you you go in and you do those things, yeah. and and they generally work for you. And um, so you're not really teaching. You're kind of just showing off your best. Your off. your best. Yeah, your <laughs> your bag of tricks. Yeah. Um, but um, one of the problems I have with substituting is very often I go into a class, and this was as a teacher and as a, a manager, going into class without a real knowledge of where the students are at or who they yeah. are. Yeah. So you've got a, a mystery ahead of you. Bob hasn't arrived. He's got no lesson plan. He hasn't left a note about which chapter he's actually on. Yeah. Um, and so you go into class kind of cold. Okay, now I would say that the most... 
the biggest mistake you can make in that moment is actually going over and grabbing the folder for that class and finding out that they're on unit 17.6 and then going into class and trying to do 17.6. Personally, I think that's the easiest and biggest mistake that you can make. All right, why? Because you haven't prepared Bob's lesson on 17.6. You're not prepared more often than not. Okay. And you don't know the students and, 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 and. And so you go in and it's obvious to the students that you don't know what you're doing. You go in and go, open your book on page, um, and yeah, it's, it's obvious. So what, what's your solution? You go in and use your bag of tricks. Oh, okay. So, I mean, the thing is that the students never take a substitute seriously no they never take a substitute I, I remember when I was at primary school we used to substitute lessons and we just thought they were a joke yeah even if the teacher was good we wouldn't listen because they couldn't do anything they didn't know who we were they didn't know our names they um, so I mean by nature a substitute lesson is just a disaster actually mm, yes I, yeah I see that but I also see that um, going in and subbing for a teacher Actually, it's one of the things that I enjoy the most, because I can just go in. There is there are no repercussions for me either as a teacher, so I can can just go in and do my bag of tricks, and sometimes that means kind of doing a disservice to both the the actual teacher and the students by going. I'm not doing seventeen point six. That looks boring. I'm going to do this thing that's fun. And all the students go, yay! And then you go, all right, thanks for that, guys. Bye! And then Bob comes in and he goes back to the boring book. And and, yeah. mm. and then forever after, the students walk past in the corridor and see you and go, ah, Teacher Frank! Hi, Teacher Frank! <laughs> yes, yeah. okay. So you're, you're arguing in favour of a bag of tricks. Uh, I have a couple of different ways that I do it. It depends on how much prep time that I have. Um... So, uh, if I do know that I'm subbing for Bob tomorrow afternoon, that that's one thing, and I'll, I will look at Unit 17.6 and see if I can make something out of it. But if I'm being asked to sub for Bob this afternoon, and I've got classes this morning, what I'm actually going to do is I'm going to drag things out of my folder that I, that I know work, or... I have a few lessons that uh, I keep, which are things that I know are almost never covered in books, uh, but they feel really meaty to the students. Pronunciation stuff. It could be pronunciation. Sometimes it's grammar things as well. I have a lesson on uh, using so, to, either, and neither. Um, it's a whole lesson about statement and response. Instead of question and answer, we do statement and response. Hey, I love driving cars. Oh, so do I, instead of okay. mm, me too. Mm. And there's a lot of like quite meaty grammar rules that mm. go with it where, well, I, you know, this is phrased as a question, but it's not a question, and the stress is very different to what it would be in a normal statement. and, and So there's a, quite a lot to it. And I've never seen that lesson in a book. Ever. I just made it up from scratch one day based on something else that I was doing in another lesson. So then um, the idea is then that you have a substitution lesson yeah. on hand, or a couple of them, because you might end up substituting the yeah. same. Mm. So I, I, And I do use that, and it's a great hit. The students are... 
the students in the class in kind of a weird way. That lesson in particular, they end up going, wow, that was, that was hard, wow. But they're saying it in a positive, in a positive way. way. They're not saying that was too difficult and we hated it. They're saying that, that was really challenging, cool. And then you walk away knowing that you've filled the time, done something constructive, and the students have had a good time. Yeah. But you haven't done 17.6. Yes, okay. I have not done 17.6. Okay, but um, th- Bob can go ahead and do that tomorrow, right? Pretty much, yeah. Unless it's 17.6, which is the reason why he hasn't come in, because he's been dreading that lesson for his whole life. <laughs> Quite possibly. But then I would say to Bob, just don't tell anyone that. <laughs> just don't do 17.6 and don't tell anyone. <clears throat> so um, I, I had a... Because of my position um, as a school director and a PhD and all those things, people sort of have come to think of me as not... As an academic rather as an academic than... Uh, yeah. So when I, when I say, okay, well, I'm going to go and teach, there's usually a lot of fretting and, oh, Steve, you, could, you can't teach, you know, that kind of response. Yeah. Um, uh, at school recently, there were four or five teachers down one day, and I said, oh, I'll teach. And everybody okay. went, oh, you can't teach, but I just went in anyway. Okay. Um, I, did I, you get any prep time? I didn't, well, no, and I didn't even know which class I was going to teach. I okay. was just led upstairs and sent it to a random classroom. Okay. Um, and it was... On the stairs on the way out, were you going, okay, what more can I do while I figure out what sort of English no, they I have? Because <laughs> that's what I do in that situation. I walk up the stairs going... Yeah, I can do this thing for the first 10 minutes and maybe, that'll give yeah, me Maybe an I idea. did, because when I walked in, I went straight into a word chain okay. game. Um, so I must have yeah. I must have subconsciously prepped that. Um, but I walked in and it was a group of pre-intermediate students. Okay. It was an evening class and it was mostly teenagers. Okay. And I walked in and they were all strange to me. And of course, it, even before I started with the word chain, they were, who are you? What's your name? So uh, Were you late? Yeah, I wasn't as late as some of the students, but I wasn't. Oh, okay. I wasn't. Yeah, you were on time. I wasn't like on time. Five minutes late. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I introduced myself as the name of the teacher who I was substituting as. Okay. And I said, oh, my name is Sasha. I'm from Malaysia. You know, I, I, yeah. I did that thing. Um, and they went, no, no. And I went, yeah, okay, let's play this game. And um, I didn't want them to necessarily get to know me. That okay. wasn't the goal. You didn't want to spend the yeah. time on an icebreaker. Um, so when the when the warmer was finished, I said to them, right, get your books out and, and turn to where you are. And the, only two of the students had their books with them anyway. <laughs> and um, they and opened you it. Are going to try and teach 17.6? No, I, I, because I had no idea what to do. I really had. I, don't, I didn't have that little bag of trick lesson like you said. I actually just didn't know what to do. So the student opened the book at page, whatever, 45, and it was um, the beginning of a unit on music. Okay. And I thought, oh my God, music, how boring. I mean, I've taught a thousand lessons on music and music genres and music instruments, and but I just, I just thought, ugh. And the students didn't have their books with them anyway. And there were two guys, two male teens in the class who were way below the rest of the students in terms of ability. The one was surreptitiously taking photographs of a pretty girl during the warmer. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, it was it was that kind of. There was yeah. lots of. So I told them to get a piece of paper out and I dictated five questions to them okay. and I th- and then make a grid and ask five questions to five people and yeah. I get your answers. And I thought, 
that's going to take 20 minutes, that whole thing. Well, the dictation took forever. Um, oh, yes, and, I've, yeah, uh, I've fallen into that trap many times. I know. I can get the students to make their own material. <laughs> I'll set it up for them and we'll do it in stages. Yeah. And, and then we can get into the activity, yeah. a 15-minute activity. Okay, 25 minutes later, you have a five-minute activity to do. That's right. So we had eventually, I dictated four questions and then I told them to add a fifth. <clears throat> and they all copied from each other, so they all more or less had the same yep. fifth question. And then I, did, I told them to draw the table, and they all took out rulers, and they, they did yep. it really beautifully. Um, and then I got, and they didn't know where I was going with them, so they do tiny yeah, little yeah. weenie tables. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I said, okay, now go and get five answers to your five questions, and one of your people must be me. Okay. So they had to come up and ask, and um, they weren't finished. They were finished like person three when the end of the class came. Yeah. They didn't want to finish. They didn't want to leave. They were they were pretty into it. Yeah. Um, but that was really flying on the feet seat of my pants because I. This sounds like a class that's really starved for some student centered communication. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they loved it. They had a great time, and um, so I think that. Uh, I mean, it works. Yeah. Making a table and five questions with five people. Yeah. Um, in one of my classes that I teach often, that's. A ten-minute activity, but for that group, it was almost forty minutes okay. to do just. <laughs> yeah. um, but that's what I do because I I don't have my my bag of tricks. I don't have a bag of trick lesson like you say. Well, those those lessons are when it's can you do this in the afternoon and and I'm at and I have my desk and all my junk. I have right piles of paper and, and everything else, and I can go over to that pile of paper and, and, pull and shuffle out. through them and go, oh, yeah, this thing. Yeah. See, I was in a foreign country with no... I didn't even have my computer with me. Okay. So, yeah. Um, but, the, I mean, the same... I pretty much do the... Same kind of thing. Similar. I suppose the grid of five questions for five, five people is my bag thing. of trick thing. Yeah, 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 I suppose so. Yeah. And a lot of that stuff, like, you know, getting the students to make a survey... You know, once you've done it five times, you can do it for any language. It doesn't matter what the language is. You know, yeah, I can see. I can really yeah. easily get the students to create this as a survey. Now, um, you're right about the. I'm going to try and teach the lesson because I had a grade two class at one point, and they were, it was maths, wasn't English. So I had to teach maths, and it was fractions, and it was translate trans. It was the movement from a fraction to a decimal. Okay. Um, right. So Not three over ten teaching, is yeah. is point three. Yeah. Which I looked at and I thought, okay, well, how hard that can, can that be? That seems okay. And I seriously fluffed it. Um, I, the students, half the class got it within two seconds. In the other half, completely didn't lost. Know, yeah. But that's a that's that's a new teacher mistake. Oh, I'm teaching this grammar. That's really simple. And you don't realize it's not simple until the students don't understand. And then you're standing there, why don't they get it? Which, and, so and yeah. In and this case, you're not a math teacher. And I didn't know the students. I didn't realize that there's those five students who are, have, a, how, what's, what do you call somebody who has a weakness with maths? Um, maths retarded? <laughs> anyway, there were those five Mathless. students. <laughs> and Mathetic. And, and if I'd known that, perhaps I would have paired them up with the math athletic. Okay. Um, so, mathetic and mathletic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Listen, the, the whole thing about subbing for another teacher as a manager is a, quite a different discussion to just subbing on the day-to-day -day thing. I mean, a, as a manager, you, 
I know early on when I first got promoted, I did kind of avoid the classroom. I was like, no, man, I'm busy. I've got stuff to do. Uh, but once I got back into the classroom, I actually enjoyed it a lot more. The whole thing of there are no, there are no consequences to this and I can show off a little bit. I, I'm, I'm not showing off to my staff necessarily. I'm, I'm showing off for the, for the students. Like, look, we can have fun. Hmm. We can have a good time here. And also it brings you back to the students. You know, the, the thing is that as a manager, you sit in your office with your paper and your schedules and your yeah, complaints and... and 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 finding out that Bob's going to be absent again. Yeah, and and it's actually all frustrating and pretty dire work. But when you get into the classroom, you go, oh look, oh, there's those two students who like taking photographs of. That's pretty fun. Um, yeah. I am um, subbed for two teachers at the same time in a school once, and I'd only recently taken over from another. You did two uh, classes at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> there was a very popular head teacher in the school. And I was taking over from him, and I think the teachers resented it quite a bit. Um, not that they resented me, they resented that the other guy wasn't there. They liked him. He was, he was a, a very good uh, like HR-type person. And there were two people absent at the same time. And no one knew that I was doing this, at least two classes at the same time, except for like, there was a teacher's uh, secretary kind of woman in the staff room who went, yeah, I hear your photocopies and where's the book? And... And the receptionist and things knew it as well because they came to say, Frank's absent, and then, and Peter's absent too. And I went, when they said Frank's absent, and I went, oh, fine, I'll go do it. And then they said, no one's in room 14 either. And the two classes were basically across the hall from each other. And I went, I ping-ponged from, from class to class. Setting up tasks and letting them run. Yeah, and then going back to the other one and seeing where they were and giving them a bit of direction and realising, oops, I haven't quite... Uh, uh, they're making everyone's making the same grammar mistake. I'm gonna pause them for a second and fix that thing and that grammar issue and let them all go back. And, and I had a ball. I had a fantastic time. Well, that's a feather in your cap that you can teach cl- teach two classes. At the same. I'm not saying I taught them well. I'm saying I taught two classes. And now they worked. On a on a different topic with subbing, um, from the teacher's perspective, subbing is probably the worst part of. Of our job. Yeah, it? sure. It's um, the... Oh, man, I've um, got this free period. Yeah. You Really? You're taking away my free period? That's right. What I about was planning marking? on marking, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or, I mean, other little things, like I've just had two classes back-to-back. Yes. And, and I really want a cup of coffee now. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to sneak off behind the shelter sheds and, and have a cigarette and drink some coffee. And So in some schools, they have a period on your schedule, which is your standby period. Um, it's your time to stand by for us. And they've obviously got a standby period for every period of the day yeah. in case. And um, there used to be a teacher who was always absent on the day that I had my standby period. It was it the uh, same teacher? And it was Diane. Yeah, I hated her. I I, I used to dream about ripping her throat up because... It <laughs> <laughs> um, and I didn't like her class and I didn't like teaching the book that she had to t- teach and... And I'm sure if it was mine, I would have loved it, but it was just because it was hers, and she was always absent, and, and she was always absent for the same reason. And I I, um, I got upset with the school, really. I blamed the school for not managing her properly. And, yeah. um, but, of course, they thought they were managing her because they had substitutes to cover yeah. her classes. But I, at the time, I knew that we were doing a disservice to the students because okay. I would go in and half-heartedly teach the lesson. I wouldn't put the same kind of energy I'd put into my lessons. Okay. Okay, now I'm talking 
a long time ago. You know, I mean, I you don't want to make these admissions. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but that was the fact. And and substituting, I think, for a for for a, a teacher who's already got a full schedule, yeah. is 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 a real pain in the backside. Yeah. Um, and I think that your idea of have just having a bag of tricks wouldn't work if it's the same class every week. But uh, yeah, of, of course. I mean, I do I do have some lessons that I've made specifically as a reserve lesson where when I'm teaching in some places I keep that lesson in my bag it's just in one of those little plastic thingies from your binder and it, it literally says on the front reserve reading lesson intermediate and I've got other lessons like that that they just say that and they're lessons that I put together for a specific class at a specific point in time and then after it I went well with all the effort that I put into making that thing from scratch I may as well keep it it doesn't need a book. Uh, some of them don't even need any material at all. Um, some of them need material, but I can get away with things like, well, this is a half a page worksheet and I can do it one between four students. You know, they can work together in a group of four. So I only need actually six copies of this piece of paper in this little plastic packet and, and away I go. There's my lesson. Um, and those... Those reserved lessons that I have, that I put away, I often find they don't work that great. With substitute with subs classes? Because I put them away. And when I walk uh, in, I walk in with a, yeah, I've got my stuff, I'm, I'm ready to go. And then I'm looking at it and going, what, what was hell? this thing for? Yeah. And why was I, how did I make this not be boring? And, yeah. and they're just not that great. It works better when I, on the spot, or just before the class, go, right, so yeah, I can do that, and then I can do this, and then I can, you know, just do things like it sounds like what you did with your guys or just take the time out to to chat to the students uh sometimes having oh, I a hate chatting no but not not so <laughs> yeah i hate chatting too but um students also when a new teacher comes into the class and they start asking questions that is actually an opportunity to just break away from your plastic coursework book no but in that case if the i go in the students ask questions I have four icebreakers designed to get to know the teacher, and I'll just do that, so it's a student-centred task. There we go. I mean, I, the format one would be the easiest one, which is, what's the question? You know, you write answers, some facts about yourself on the whiteboard, and if they're really weak, you write them as sentences, and if they're really strong, you just write them as really short one-word items. Like milk. Like milk, and the students have to work together in a pair or in a group, and decide what the question is that matches your answer if I go in and they ask questions I'm doing that because I don't need material it's student-centered and I've also got an activity out of it because once they've made all those questions I can now go right now go ask each other and well 45 minutes later um I, you're done yeah um the the just remembering to my class when when a, a strange teacher walked into the to the to the classroom I was teaching um, I would automatically go into relaxed mode. Yeah. I, I didn't need to behave myself. I didn't need to. And um, I think in those kind of situations, what the teacher needs to do is to try and find out what the students in the class are interested in, if it's TV games, and then just say, okay, well, we're going to design a TV game. Um, that takes quite a bit of experience to be able to on the spot make up a... Sure, I, I, I can do it now, but... If you told me to just make up a TV game, if you told me that in my first year of teaching, I would have said, a what? 
What do you mean a TV game? What like? Well, actually, where do I get a TV from? Well, actually, maybe you're you're. That's quite right because most modern kids would go a TV game. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> but yeah, in now sure, but in the beginning no, I couldn't have done that. As a new teacher though, I would. I had a couple of default lessons. You know when you're teaching a book and uh, there's one of those little sidebars to the book, whatever, you know, a different book called Culture Notes or Communication Focus or yeah. Real Life Language or whatever. They, these little sidebar lessons that don't fit into... Anything, yeah. It's a double-page spread and a tiny sidebar. And what does this have yeah. to do with... But some of those I've taken and made lessons out of. And in my first year of teaching, they were my reserve lessons. But not just as a sub, also they were my reserve. The day that you get to class and you realise, where are all the students? Oh, no teacher, it's only us four today because the other 26... Have gone to the uh, temple. Yeah, Mm. the thing. And I would just do that thing. Have a lesson. No, but you say you say that you need a bit of experience to do that. To make a whole lesson out of four lines in the bottom left corner of, of the of the course book is something that you need a bit of experience for. But I'd already made it. So once I'd made it, then oh, I, I could go in oh, I when I when I had Actually talking about that, the, the weirdest that. one I had was um I actually think I have it here. It was a course book page it was for grade three or four or something like that and it was a course book page for example and the page was about the international space station and in the bottom corner it was um morals shared <laughs> <laughs> and it and it had no relation to the stuff in the rest of the page yeah. and it was obviously the course book writers gone yeah we have to have a moral slant here and so each unit had a different like share or be nice to your family or you know one of those okay. things um, and it was one of those things that I went, the hell, I'm not doing bad. What's that got to do with it? But I suppose in retrospect, yes, I, I could have gone, okay, let's do a lesson on sharing. Actually, no, I can't. Uh, even now, I, it's like a whole lesson on sharing. I can't do it. Um, uh, be nice to your family. No, I can't do that either. <laughs> I could. You could do a, there's a, there's a lesson there on modals. No, what I, you know, you'd have to make little roll cards to hand out to everybody, and it would take a bit of preparation. I don't think I could do that off the spur, you know, off the spur, yeah, on the spur the of the Yes, students can make roll cards. Okay, everybody write down a name. Okay, write down a number. Write down a, you make up some oh, random okay. thing. Okay, now, put them all in a pile in the middle of the room. Shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. Okay, come and grab one. Yeah, actually, now that you say that, you could get everybody to write down an awful thing that their brother did in the family one day, and then shuffle, shuffle, shake, shake, okay, to spread them around. You are this person. Tell what you've done, and everybody has to give a, a give situation. Some advice. Yeah, 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 we've yeah. got a lesson on advice. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so I suppose at the end of the day, subbing is not so bad. Yeah, our conclusion is subbing, subbing can be fun. It was a lot. It's, sure, it's a huge pain when it's... Can you go cover Bob's class? I think it's the pain is theory. getting out of your nice, comfortable chair with all your marking in front of you and then going, oh, oh come on. But then once you get into class, actually, it can be yeah. a lot of fun. And when it's, um, can you sub for Bob tomorrow morning? Uh, you know, okay. Then you need a bag of tricks. Yeah. Hmm. Great. Thanks very much. Thanks for listening, guys. Okay, see ya. Tofu Rafa is proudly brought to you by the non-stop Waffler, Troy and Steve for any question, comment, com- complaint or queries you can email t
www.tofforofforatgmail.com or visit www.tofforofforatgmail.com. Thank you.